Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Well, top of the day, top of the morning, top of the afternoon, top of the evening, depending on what time you're listening to this broadcast. But listen, this is Lynn Tender with Christian Office on Tour, and we're so excited that you joined us for the Christian Office on Tour blog talk radio show. It is third Friday, and I have one of my third Friday co-hosts. On the line with me, it is none other than Leroy McKenzie Jr. Leroy, how are you? Hey there, Miss Lynn. I'm doing ecstatic. It's Friday, so I'm feeling good. I know, I know. And can you believe it is the third Friday of November 2019? I know, right? Where has this Absolutely. year gone? Where did 2019 go? Because wow. it, is, it is pretty much over. Wow. <laughs> it is. It's been a challenging year. It's been a wonderful year. And we've had these experiences in the soil Christian Alpha going forward. And we're gearing up for our last scheduled tour stop. And that's coming up December the 14th. The 2019 Christian Writers Literary Festival. You're scheduled to be there. Yay! Yes, absolutely. I'm so looking forward to that. What a way to close out the year. You know, what a way to close out 2019. Absolutely. And we have some phenomenal um, Christian authors who are scheduled to be there. And um, I'm going to be updating the website this weekend and just want to encourage folks to visit us online at www.christianofficeontour.com or visit christianwritersliterarysfestival.blogspot.com. And I think, Leroy, maybe by Sunday I should have the updated photos of participating authors and, and more of an itinerary of what folks can expect on December the 14th, and, you know, yeah, 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 you know, we're really excited. This is the last scheduled tour stop for 2019, and it's really an opportunity if folks haven't attended uh, Christian Writers Literary Festival before, it's an opportunity to connect one-on-one with authors to not only buy their books, but actually have a dialogue and a fellowship, and we'll have everything for 
every little every reader in the house, from the little readers to the seasoned readers, the big readers, you know. So I'm really, really excited. And, yeah, yeah. And you and know what we normally do, Leroy? Uh-huh. Go ahead. What do you love? No, I was going to say, the, the thing that I've loved about the tour that we've done this year is mm-hmm. when you do these types of tours, you give the readers the opportunity to be able to come out and to have a intimate conversation with the authors, to kind of meet them and, and right. see more than just the words that are on the pages that they wrote and everything. So I think this yeah. is, you know, these are always great, um, great events that get put on and that, that the Christian Authors on Tour has put on this year um, throughout the throughout the country and, and the, the different tour stops that we've had all, all over the year. And then, and it, <clears throat> excuse me, ending it right here in our own backyard right here in, in Baltimore. That That's a great thing. Yes, we're really excited. It's absolutely free, so folks can come out. It's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's going to be at a place called The Garage, located 6 East Lafayette in Baltimore, Maryland. And we're really also excited, Leroy. You know, we always want to be a blessing to other people, and so we are encouraging participating authors as well as those who are coming out to meet the authors to bring new unused personal hygiene items and pajamas for the women and children of the Terrace Home, which is an emergency shelter here in Baltimore. And so we're really excited about an opportunity to sow into others as well. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and and it's a great, great way that you know, that Christian Authors on Tour gives back and and is able to uh, reach out uh, to the community that we are a part of here. So it's and and that goes throughout the whole tour that we've done. But this is awesome that we're able to do that here. That's awesome. Yes, 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 yes. And so you know, in addition to having the opportunity to do the tour, we've been blessed for almost a decade now to have this blog talk radio show as a way to connect not only with authors who participate in the tour, but also other authors who God is just using to um, harvest souls for Christ through their writing. And we have a phenomenal man of God on the line today, and I'm just so excited to have the opportunity to interview him, Leroy. Absolutely, absolutely. And for those that um, may not know the author that I'm about to introduce, um, he is someone who is um, doing some great and phenomenal things. Um, but those that know him already know the great and phenomenal things that we that he is already that he is doing. So I'm going to introduce uh, Mr. Tim Olson. Uh, he is the author of Growing Up Nobody. This book helps others who may be feeling lonely and hurt or those who just don't know how they're going to make it. Uh, Olson uses his personal experiences of being raised in a dysfunctional home to inspire others to move toward, move forward and break the cycle of dysfunction in their own lives. After becoming a Christian at age 40, uh, Olson's eyes were opened to the power of forgiveness. It helped him to forgive the people who had hurt him as well as help him to forgive himself. Ultimately, believes forgiveness is the biggest part of his, of his book, stating that forgiveness helps people, Christian or not, live a better life and make changes that will start them on a road 
of a more peaceful and successful life. Because of forgiveness, Olsen, Olsen was able to let go of the anger, bitterness, hurt, frustration against those uh, he felt wronged, wronged him. He is a husband. Tim is a husband, a father of three, and a successful business owner. Uh, Tim assisted in the development of a men's ministry where he helps men become better husbands and fathers. Got to love that. Um, he also blogs and inspires others through social media. So I want to welcome Mr. Tim Olson, a.k.a. Timo, <laughs> to the show. How are wow. you, sir? Wow, thank you for that inter- uh, introduction. Wow. <laughs> How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I am I am doing good. I I'm I'm living in Fargo, North Dakota and uh we got snow a couple of days ago but it melted away, so I'm pretty happy. Oh wow, yeah, y'all you all did get now tell everybody where you're from. because um, y'all are I'm... getting getting some snow up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. And uh, if you've ever seen the movie Fargo, we don't all talk like that. But um, yeah, it, it's it. We got some snow the other day, and and it got up to about 40, so it melted. So we're, it, it's pretty nice. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> so uh, thank you for for joining us today on the show. Yeah, it's nice to to be on your show. I, I, ten years of doing this, I, I didn't know that that you've been around that long. I mean, you've been around a while, but not ten years. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is a a great. Um, it's been a great journey. Miss Miss Lynn Pender is the visionary behind uh, this Christian Authors on Tour, the talk show, the the show, uh, the radio show, the podcast, and everything. So she has she has uh, taken us into uh, over a decade of of doing uh, great things and uh, providing a platform for um, Christian authors who are unashamedly. Blessed Thank and, and you for tuning for into the Christian Authors mm-hmm. on Tour blog so, let me talk radio. By this, and I usually start by asking our our guests this question. I know I read your bio, um, and and we got to see just a little glimpse of of who you are. But I want I'd like for you to tell the audience just something that they may not uh, know about you that's not in the bio that you would like others to know. Wow, that people would know. I, that's tough especially if you've read any of my stuff because i'm really open about so many things um (laughs) (laughs) the fact that i'm at where i am in life is um to me amazing when i look back at it because statistically um i probably should be an absent father or an alcoholic or on drugs or something like that um you know i come from a divorced family and the fact that i've kept my marriage together for 23 years is amazing my wife's from a divorced family too so you know usually children from divorce end up getting divorced at some time statistically there's so many factors against me to be where i am today is pretty amazing and so um no i haven't created a cure for cancer or won a gold medal or anything like that but the reason i tell my story is because i feel like i'm the average guy I'm just like everybody else going to work every every day and trying to do their thing but have overcome a lot of the dysfunction that I had in my family growing up wow 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 can you talk a little bit about your title 
Yeah, your book title, Growing Up Nobody. How did you come up with that mm. particular title? The title came from the fact that, that is how I have felt, and I still, in a way, feel today that I, I'm a nobody, that, you know, I mean, I'm not famous. Nobody knows me in that way. But I also just felt like the people around me, I was not liked, that nobody cared about me, that I really was just a nobody. Uh, it goes all the way back to starting of elementary school where I was picked on and bullied and, and uh, didn't have any friends and things like that to as I got older in my home life where I really didn't feel, feel like my parents cared about me um, with the dysfunction that we had in our house. And it just really felt like I didn't have a spot in the world and I was invisible and I was a nobody. And as I get further in the book, what I found to be amazing is that I am a somebody to our creator. I mean, he wanted me here. And I think to know that God chose me is amazing. No matter how anybody else in the world sees me or feels about me, I know that I am here because I was wanted. That, that's, that's powerful. That is that is that is powerful. Um, let me ask you this, Tim. This is this is Leroy. Um, when when was it that you decided to to put your story to make your story into a book? What was it that you when you said, "Wow, I think this is a story that that um, that I felt like needed to be told and that should be shared with others." How did you make that decision, or what was what, what prompted you to do that? It, what actually how it actually kind of started was that. Um, and you find in my book, and I, it's everywhere, I lost both my parents by the time I was 24. And as I became a dad and I became mm -hmm. older, uh, I started to think about how I can't ask my parents anything about their lives or even about my childhood or this or that. So I wanted to start writing something for my children to know me and my story. And as I had been going through doing different Bible studies and just talking and people knew, got to know me and know my story, they kept saying, you need to write that. You need to put this out there. You need to tell people your story. And the two kind of just came together that I eventually began to think, well, maybe there's something here. If I um, make the book have a purpose at the end, instead of just being kind of, you know, my story that, so what it is basically is the story of somebody you don't really know. I'm not famous or anything. And what I hope is that there's so many things in there that people will relate to how I felt. You know, I, I wanted to kill myself at one point, feeling lonely, dealing with a father with mental illness, going through my parents' divorces and, and um, you know, their death and everything, that I feel like there's something relatable to a lot of people there. And then the way I became a Christian was I didn't expect that to ever happen. And when I realized that, forgiveness was the thing that I was missing in my life, I thought there is the point to the story. And this is the point to my story, and I think it should be the point to most people's story. We, we are commanded to forgive. And you wonder why that's so powerful. Mm. But it is. I mean, if you're not forgiving people, you know, keeps your mind full all the time. You're just renting space and you're letting other people rent space in your head. It keeps you from moving forward. I even believe if you can't forgive people, it even a lot of times can give you the ability to justify revenge. You know, so it 
the reason I think forgiveness is so mentioned so often in the Bible and it's so important is because it just totally transforms who and how you think and view life and who you are as a person. Indeed. Yes. Yes. Forgiveness is such a powerful, powerful uh, decision and step and action to take. And um, you hit it right on the nose. You know, it is oftentimes tough for a lot of people to embark on that road. But you, you, as you mentioned, it's one of the principles of the Bible, you know. And so I hoped you could talk a little bit more about some of your readers' response. You know, what have your readers been saying to you um, regarding the book? Um, I got to say that one of the biggest um, two, I guess, uh, that come to mind, um, a guy I knew not really well, but I had just given him a copy of my book and just kind of thought since I gave it to him, I'd probably just end up on his bookshelf or something. But he actually came back to me and he had highlighted so many parts of the book and mm. told me what meaning it had to him and how he related to it. And, and he just had learned so much from my book. And I thought <laughs> to me, that was kind of weird because, you know, this is just my life and my story, but he had learned so much and and um that was uh, that was wonderful and and really i i i asked to tell you i was tearing up when he told me that it just amazed me that somebody was that moved by it and then another time uh the guy hadn't read the book but i had told my story i, I was doing a talk and right afterwards the guy came up to me and he told me i have to go home right now and talk to my wife there are so many things that were said i need to go home and ask for forgiveness and, oh, my goodness, that just floored me. It was so amazing to hear somebody say that just because I was willing to get up and, and open up a little bit about my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's an awesome statement that you just made there. Now, now is that – can you talk a little bit about what you want the reader to come away with? Is Is that the perfect example of – what you want the readers to come away with uh, from, you know, from growing up nobody is that they, they, that they get that understanding of themselves in, in that way? I'm hoping so. I, I, one, um, I do focus on the forgiveness aspect because, you know, I do think we need to do that. Um, I mean, really we're commanded right in the Lord's Prayer, you know, <laughs> forgive, forgive me the way I forgive others. So we need to do that. And I, and I do believe that it's going to, change you and make you um, a different person and really that's what happens when we become a Christian too you know become such a different person so I'm hoping that people will learn and try to figure out how to forgive I don't have an answer necessarily on how to forgive although I do give kind of the steps that I went through and maybe that would work for somebody I think forgiveness processes can be different for everybody and what they need to do and go through to get for you know forgiveness but when we become new, we become new in Christ and everything, the way I see my life, and, and this is an example I give a lot of times, is uh, if you watch the movie The Sixth Sense of Bruce Willis, and you watch that movie, and then there's the point you find out that he had been dead all along. And then they show the scenes from the past, and it totally mm-hmm. changes what had happened before. And I really think our lives are like that. 
when you decide that you want to become a Christian or you want to do the forgiveness and, and put that out of your mind, all the stuff in the back is going to be different. It doesn't mean it didn't happen or anything like that, but it definitely means that it's different. Um, I see you become a victor instead of a victim. When I tell my story now, what I'm doing, every single time I tell my story, I am becoming um, a victor over the fact that I had lost my parents and I had to go through that and I had to struggle through life and, and work hard to overcome a lot of things financially, emotionally, all that. You know, I had to help raise my sister. There was just so many things, and I really felt like I was beat down for a long time. But that stuff now, to me, is a lesson to be used. It is not a bad thing that happened yeah. to me. It was a learning device that I now can use to hopefully help other people realize you will get through those times. And hopefully at some point, they will be able to use those as a lesson for themselves or somebody else. Indeed. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now, you self-published. Can you talk a little bit about your publishing process? That was interesting because I had never done that before. Um, it, I did it through Amazon, so the, bo the book is available on Amazon. I, um, I pretty much had to do all the work myself when you go through that kind of a process. So the formatting, everything, you know, so I, I wrote the book. Mm -hmm. I had uh, several people proofread for me um, because I am dyslexic and I'm a terrible speller and everything else. <laughs> so um, went through and had different people do that, then worked on all the formatting and everything and um, went through. And I tell you, when the first book came in the mail, I actually have a YouTube video when it came and I opened it because it was just the craziest thing to see this finished project. It took about four <laughs> years to get it beginning to end. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an awesome, that's an awesome feeling. It, it really is. That is a totally, mm -hmm. totally awesome feeling. <laughs> now, um, other than, can you um, actually um, brought up a great point that they can find the book on Amazon, but where else can they connect with you uh, to be able to um, to either um, book you for, you know, for speaking engagements, purchase the book, or to be able to follow you um, on, on social media? Sure. Um, I'll tell you that, but I also want to tell you, too, it, it, you don't necessarily have to publish a book. I will say writing the book was also a big part in my forgiveness. Me going through the steps of writing that out, I mean, even if nobody ever bought a copy of this book, just what it did for me in that process. So I highly encourage people all the time, just write sometimes. You don't have to write a book or anything, but write out a lot of things. It, it will be really therapeutic for you. Um, but besides that, I'm not, you can find me. My website is Tim Olson. That's O-L-S-O-N dot info. And then I'm on Facebook as... Timo, T-I-M-O, the number two, funky, F-U-N-K-Y. It's because I, I like funk music, so. <laughs> and then on Twitter, tw Twitter is the same thing as Timo, too funky, so. I love it. I love it. I do too, <laughs> oh, that is so I love cool. it. <laughs> 
you know, Timo, one of the things that I noticed in your bio, which I thought was really amazing, um, in addition to you, you know, being an author, a blogger, a husband, a father, you know, a businessman, you you are also a um, a sower, meaning that you sow into the lives of other men, helping them helping them to become better husbands and fathers, and that's such a wonderful. Um, that's such a wonderful charge to have. And so I hope that you would talk a little bit about that ministry work that you do as well. Um, you know, it, it is very important and something uh, I really feel we need. And I wish I focused on more, actually, because, um, you know, the breakdown of the family, I I mean, I don't hope people think I'm getting political or anything, but it, it, it's dangerous for, for the way it's going right now. And I've come from a broken home. I did not have the best father in the world. And I hate saying that because it's not that my dad didn't have good qualities either. Um, but with his mental illness mm-hmm. and everything, it, it, you know, he just wasn't the best father. I had to learn what being a good father was. And I'm still learning to this day, trying to work through things with my kids and things like that. You know, I don't have the answers. I'm not perfect about it. But I also had to stop a lot of the dysfunction. My dad was a very angry person. A lot of that carried on to me. I was, I very well could have passed on that exact same anger to my boys and things like that. So I'm very hopeful that we break a lot of that dysfunction, but I'm, I'd also like to just see families together more. And I wish I could remember the exact numbers, but, you know, when um, the mother comes to, to know Christ, the rest of the family will follow and the percentage is a decent percentage or whatever. But if the father does, I mean, it's like 90% or something like that. It's outrageous just from that act. He doesn't even have to do anything else. Just the fact that he did that, there's a 90% Mm -hmm. chance that the kids will follow in that. Fathers are so important. And I I really would love to see more of that happen. So yes, I, I was part of a, helping get a ministry started at our church when I really was trying to look for some things for myself, I realized we didn't have anything. So a bunch of us got together and we started a a men's ministry. We had a great women's ministry going on, but nothing for men and and men need it. We Mm -hmm. we need that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, we've had a nice ministry with many things going on and um, where men get together, do things, Bible studies. And we, we have one that is called the prayer cross ministry where they make w- little tiny wooden crosses out of scraps of wood, you know, kind of like us, just the, the remains, the broken pieces that, that you think aren't useful anymore. And they make new beautiful crosses mm-hmm. and, and we give them away and things. So yeah, we got a lot of things going on to, to hopefully um, bind men together and, and form a community for each other to hold up each other and, and lift each other up. Wow. Wow, that's that's a great question that you just asked there, Lynn, um, in regards to um him doing doing that men's ministry for uh for men. Um, how important do you yeah. think it is in, in writing this book for men, uh, for men being able to forgive themselves? Because we we as men we're talk you know, when we're younger of course we're we're shown that it's not good for men to be able to, to, to be emotional, um, to show emotion and all of those things. How big do you think that that is? And, and men reading this, how important it is for men to, to grasp and read, read that uh, in your, from your book? You know, it's very important. And, 
And I think a lot of times for men, just forgiving in general is difficult. And then when you think about as men, a lot of us, um, and I'm not saying I have, but I mean, men in general do some of probably the most violent things or the most heinous things that they just feel like they could never get forgiveness over doing. And really everybody deserves forgiveness. Um, It doesn't mean you can take away what happened or anything like that, but forgiving yourself, male or female, is one of the hardest things to do because you know what you did. And, but when you do, I'm telling you, it is the most green thing because I'm not a perfect person too. I have things that I'm not proud of in my life. And I had to realize I'm flawed uh, and yet God forgives me. So if God can forgive the things that I've done, man, I should be able to forgive myself. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. And you know, our time goes by so quickly. I mean, we only have a couple of minutes left before our broadcast ends. So, Timo, I want to give you an opportunity, if you had to leave a closing thought, um, some nuggets of wisdom to our listening audience, what would that be? You're deserving. You may not feel like it, but you are somebody, you're somebody to God, you're in, you're somebody to somebody around here too. You may not always feel like it. You may feel alone. You may feel lonely, but there are people who love you. And believe it or not, this this family of Christians, we all love you. I mean, it is amazing the people that I've gotten to know since I became a Christian that love you because they know you're a brother in Christ. And so let me tell you, forgive yourself. Just think about it. Just start that process. It's going to be difficult, but you can do it. And you are deserving of that forgiveness. You are deserving of having a better life and being able to move forward and not find yourself living in this dark hole that you feel like you're in right now. Amen. Woo. Yes. <laughs> yes. I tell Leroy, you, wow, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. Timo, yes, Timo, you hit it on the spot. Just want to thank you so much for taking the time to interview with us today. No, thank you for having me. I, it was a lot of fun. Yes. And Leroy, you know, it's always a pleasure co-hosting with you on Third Fridays. Thank you, thank you, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely, Sir Fridays, there it is. We only got one more left for this year, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And our listening audience, we thank you for tuning in. want to um, encourage you to support Christian authors, buy their books, and pray for them. But most importantly, we want you to read the most important book of all, and that's the Holy Bible. Find the scripture, hide it in your heart, and live it. And until next time, God bless everybody. Lucky.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.